Pastor Colleen is here with the Bible boxes. And she can meet the children at the back who would like those. The rest of us, take your Bibles and turn to Revelation chapter 7. The very last book of the Bible, the Revelation of John on the island of Patmos. We're going to go to heaven today as we prepare ourselves for the sacrament. This amazing vision uh, that, Paul, that uh, John has on that island. As you know, today is All Saints Sunday. And this is the day, of course, in which each of us stop and think about all those who have lived before us. And we're a part of a great history of his people who have been telling his story throughout all time. And so this morning, as we enter into this place, we stop and think not only how they were faithful in their generations to accomplish the purposes of God, but how are we being faithful in our generations to accomplish the purposes of God? This week, my mother was placed in the hospital. She had a, has an ongoing a congestive heart failure condition, and the medication had gotten off, although we didn't know that. We thought until last night that she might have had a heart attack, but very thankfully, all the tests came back negative, and she's going home today. And so we're very thankful for that. But one of the things that happens to any of us when a loved one uh, enters that moment when it could be their last days is you stop and you, you think about all the shared life that you had with that person. And you go through the memories and they just kind of flood into you and you think of those uh, wonderful times and, and difficult times and all the things that it means to have a relationship uh, with another person. And one of the memories that came to me this, this week took me back about a decade and a half or so ago when we were all together, the Waymans were together at a reunion back in Oklahoma. And as is our practice, we do a worship time when we're together. And my mom sang a song. It was a song I'd actually heard before, but it quickly became my favorite song. I'm going to play it for you as we partake of the sacrament with uh, the music itself. But the words are biblical, they're true, and they are in fact perfect for All Saints Day. And remembering what it means for us to follow in the footsteps of those who went before us, and to leave footsteps that are worthy of being followed in for those who come behind us. Part of the, of the song goes like this. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race, not only for the prize, but as those who've gone before us, let us leave for those behind us the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly lives. O oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe. And the lives we live inspire them to obey. O oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. There will come a day when all the saints, both those who died before us and all of us who are alive now and all those who will come after us are going to be together with God before that great white throne 
We know that because in the year 95, John was on Patmos and God revealed to him the future. And in that moment, he saw this great multitude in white robes who had come through the tribulation of life itself and were daily worshiping and praising God for this wonderful gift of life and eternal life, of abundant life, of community and the great communion of the saints. And so we want to go there uh, in this moment. Uh, tradition says that John, as he experienced this, was just saying what he described. And there was a person there called an amanuensa. It's kind of like a, uh, a dictation secretary who wrote it all down. So I want you to imagine that you're there and you're hearing what it is that John is seeing. And therefore, you're seeing it as well. John writes, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before God, before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne, around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory, wisdom and thanks, and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, they, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The Lamb will be their shepherd. Don't you love that picture? of vulnerability and power that the Lamb will be our shepherd. What brings us all together in the communion of saints down through time and in this moment in this sanctuary and all the sanctuaries throughout the world who have celebrated the Lamb today is this amazing sacrificial one, the vulnerable one, the one who came so that we might have direction and life and hope and power, that we might be able to live as God lives. The power that brings us together now is a lamb who is our shepherd. In our world at this time in his story, there is no sense that the vulnerable among us can shepherd us through anything. If anything, we're looking for more power and more might thinking that somehow what threatens us is going to require some kind of stronger response, some kind of uh, doing to them what they've done to us, 
rather than a vulnerable lamb that would shepherd us through these uncertain times. The lamb will be their shepherd. In this world, at this time in his story, we see power and might residing in wealth and in arms, expressed in threats and destruction. We have very little concept that we can actually feed the hungry, that we could give that which is needed to the thirsty, that we could protect one another from the scorch of the sun or other heat, let alone bring springs of living water and joy that is only expressed in the tears of joy, not the tears of sorrow. But a lamb will be our shepherd. This morning, you and I join this great cloud of witnesses present with God in the heavenly realm and present on the earth throughout all realms. And this gathering of every, every nation, tribe, people, and language will be a unity that has not yet been achieved, even within the church of Jesus Christ, a communion of the saints. The Lamb is our shepherd, but it is not yet complete. We have not yet trusted in him fully. We have not yet believed that it's in his power and strength and might that we have the solutions to this great tragedy of human fallenness, where we don't truly believe that it's in him that we can find forgiveness of sin and a hope for the future and peace and goodwill amongst us. There are so many things within us that call to us to trust in other gods and other leaders and other elections and other things than the one who is the lamb, who is our shepherd, who's going to walk with us into a future that can only be done by God and his sacrificial death on the cross in which he is at work within you and within me and within all history and within all events through all things. We're not quite in the place where every human trusts in God. But the sacrament is the moment where we come the closest to it. It's a time and a place where heaven and earth meet, where we walk into God's house and we're a guest at his table in his feast of the saints. And we are able in this moment to truly step out of the world and all of its ways of of being and we take the simple sacrament to our comfort. We humbly kneel, we make honest confession, we receive forgiveness and empowerment. It's a moment in which God himself started and completes the act that he does within us. You do not have to be a member of a church. You don't even have to have believed before. If the words of the sacrament become your words of confession and your belief and your trust in Jesus Christ, then this is the beginning of your walk. This is the beginning of your journey. It's a wonderful journey, and it's a journey that will have many, many more thin places where heaven and earth will meet for you. But this could be the beginning. And so if you've never partaken before, we invite you to partake with us. We invite you into the communion of all saints. And we would ask as well that for all of us who have walked with God for many years and have experienced his presence in a multitude of ways, 
that we once more take the next step into deeper knowledge and deeper awareness and deeper understanding of God. So as we read the sacrament together, as we experience his wonderful presence, we would ask that each of us say from the deepest parts of our hearts the words of the sacrament themselves. Receive now the invitation. To all of you who truly and earnestly repent of your sins, who live in love and peace with your neighbors, and who intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God and walking in his holy ways, then draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and humbly kneeling, make your honest confession to Almighty God. Let us confess together the general confession. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all people, we confess that we have sinned, and we are deeply grieved as we remember the wickedness of our past lives. We have sinned against you, your holiness and your love, and we deserve only your indignation and anger. We sincerely repent and we are genuinely sorry for all wrongdoing and every failure to do the things we should. Our hearts are grieved, and we acknowledge that we are hopeless without your grace. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father, for the sake of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us. Cleanse us. Give us strength to serve and please you in newness of life and to honor and praise your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. O Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who with great mercy has promised forgiveness to all who turn to you with hearty repentance and true faith, have mercy upon us. Pardon and deliver us from our sins. Make us strong and faithful in all goodness and bring us to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray together the collect. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is always right and proper, and our moral duty that we should at all times, and in all places, give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the inhabitants of heaven, we honor and adore your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Glory be to thee, O Lord Most High. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. We do not come to this your table, O merciful Lord, with self-confidence and pride, trusting in our own righteousness, but we trust in your great and many mercies. We are not worthy to gather the crumbs from under your table. But you, O Lord, are unchanging in your mercy, and your nature is love. Grant us, therefore, God of mercy, God of grace, so to eat at this your table that we may receive in spirit and in truth the body of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and the merits of his shed blood, so that we may live and grow in his likeness. And being washed and cleansed through his most precious blood, we may evermore live in him and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who gave in love your only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who by his sacrifice offered once for all, did provide a full, perfect, and sufficient atonement for the sins of the whole world. We come now to your table in obedience to your Son, Jesus Christ, who in his holy gospel commanded us to continue a perpetual memory of his precious death until he comes again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we humbly ask, and grant that we, receiving this bread and this cup, as he commanded and in the memory of his passion and death, may partake of his most blessed body and blood. In the night of his betrayal, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In like manner, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of this, all of you, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen. This morning we're going to serve you by sides, as is our usual manner. When you come forward, you're welcome to stop and kneel for a moment if you would like, remembering that there are others who would like to kneel behind you, or you may just simply return to your seats. As you stop and think about the footprints that you leave, we're going to play this uh, song for you to guide your thoughts. And let's remember all who come behind us. We're privileged this morning. We have uh, our local ministerial candidates are helping us serve Throughout the morning, and Ian Lawler is going to be helping us in this service.
Surrounded by